Guys, oh, welcome back to Arsenio ZSL Podcast. I'm your crazy-ass host, Arsenio, as usual, right out here in Bangkok, originally from America. Who cares about me? It's about this wonderful individual. As a matter of fact, this is round two. I'm going to just go on and guys, <laughs> because this is a, it, it was a goddamn shame how this went last time, but Champka and I, we are back and we are delivering messages for everyone out there. Now, before I get into this, I'm going to give the introduction as I did last time. Champka, little did she know, she helped me with the limited belief that I've been clinging onto for a very long time. It's kind of like Champka was that push. She had, she had the power of like 10 men in her hands and she went right there on my chest and it allowed me to get over probably one of the longest standing limited beliefs I've had to this day. So without further ado, guys, Champka right out of Switzerland. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Again, I didn't know that I made such a huge impact on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same way we took it last time, you know what I mean? But um, <laughs> yeah, man, I just, um, again, having you on Motivational Mentors and again, doing this podcast and, you know, just trying to get the 200 countries around the world onto my podcast uh, to just destroy all borders that actually exist is something of, you know, of an achievement that I'm just trying to achieve. So um, again, you are the very first person. You're probably the second <laughs> or third person I've ever met from Switzerland. So with that, with that being said, Champka, introduce yourself, tell everybody what you're doing and all that good stuff. <laughs> all right, so yeah, I'm Champka. I'm from Switzerland, Zurich in particular. Um, and I'm not surprised that you haven't met that many people because there's not that many of us. <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, I am a ego mindset coach, which is why I was on your podcast. I was on the other one <laughs> and I have people overcoming limiting beliefs. Like I apparently helped you to, um, more, mostly beliefs that are somehow centered around the ego, around caring too much what other people think about you, about these kinds of things that hold you back in life quite a bit because we're all always worried about other people's eyes on us, other people's opinions on us, and these kinds of things, which don't matter at all. <laughs> like in the big picture, when you look at it, it really doesn't matter. And I overcame this myself a couple of years ago um, to the point where it's like zero, like there's zero percent of me that cares about someone else's opinion on me. And I have my tactics and things that worked out for me. So that's what I help people with. And I hope to achieve a world with like less ego and much more purpose because I think that's what we need. Just like how you're trying to achieve less borders. <laughs> uh, no, just destroy all the borders. There's no such thing as all what? of them. <laughs> Whatever communities there are, take it all away. I'm doing away with all. Exactly. Things. Yeah. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. You know what? Um, the purpose. And we're going to take this on a different route, you know, compared to what oh. was last time. Um, and I want to focus a little bit on, like, people achieving their purpose. So, of course, you being in the school system, you telling me about a couple of things. We'll get into that language thing if we get the opportunity to. But I'm just going to take this on another venture because <laughs> I just don't want to repeat myself. But I'm kidding. Right. Uh, <laughs> but like with people's egos and purpose, now, do people not want to fulfill their purpose and go after their purpose because their ego or they're, stu you know, they're stubborn or what is it exactly? Like if even if you 
talk about purpose in the education system. You know, Luke and I, we were just speaking to a guy last night, as a matter of fact, and this guy, by all means, amazing guy. However, he is in university, and it's great because he was getting ready to go into accounting as what the world expects him to do, but uh -huh. he focused and he went after entrepreneurship. The lady, who of course was in the Gen X category, was in disbelief. She said, you're literally just going to throw away this opportunity? He said, I'm going to follow my purpose. So when it comes to purpose, and especially out there in Switzerland with the education system, preach. <laughs> I, I honestly, when you say purpose um, in the educational system, I'm a little <laughs> confused at what you mean <laughs> because right, you get pushed exactly. in there. You don't get your purpose. You get a way to do it. And that's the same way for everyone. That's There's right. no, like, I think it's part of why we have such a hard time figuring out what it is. First of all, our purpose, uh, what we're best at, what we, because you know, you get like said, yeah, you have different subjects. It's a set of, let's say, I don't know. I had 16, but Let's say you have 10 subjects at school. Uh -huh. My purpose might be somewhere completely else, right? <laughs> what I'm good at could be somewhere completely out of the school system. And it sort of pushes you into it, like finding your place within the boundaries the of the system. Exactly. So you still feel like you are serving a purpose. Like you, you appear there, you go there every day, you do something. But you're not fulfilling your purpose. You're fulfilling a purpose, right? Um, so I feel like the way the school is right now, and obviously it's different everywhere, but some, of, some things are the same. Um, they don't allow you <laughs> to find your purpose within. Like, and I think there's also something that I feel like parents would be... <sighs> It would be great if they would be pushing it because like I've been in school with a lot of people who had thousands of hobbies that were supported by their parents and these kinds of things while I was just pushed to do school well, right? And somehow those people seemed happier. <laughs> they did better. They discovered other things that they were good at. And um, I feel like it would be a... a task that like you no know, no maybe the parents could do but like we should maybe try and find that in school as well i don't know how i don't even want to go there this is not what i do <laughs> right. but yeah and i feel like that is also something that just yeah made this even worse and then there comes the ego like there comes the peer pressure there what do my friends think of me what do my parents think of me what do my teachers think of me what do i look like um on Instagram, I don't know, these kinds of things that then come on top of all of that. So you're even, you're even less free to explore all the possibilities. Like you just see like, oh, these people are doing this. Could I do this as well? And not, I'm good at this, this, and this. What can I do? Like, what can I make from it? And yeah, I feel like if we just somehow shut down all those voices, we will be able to find our own purpose. And I feel like that is the best way you can provide value in this whole world. Like if you do what you're best at, to the best of your abilities, and focus like on doing that, that is how you put the most value into the world and not just focus on like, okay, how will I be liked best? How will I be, you know, have the most subscribers and these kinds of things. So 
yeah, there's a lot. Of, I, I think I'm rambling right now. <laughs> go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. It's all good. There was a big, there was a big question. There was no way. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It was just a big question. You could have taken it anywhere you went. So you went yeah, down this hallway. Yeah, I could take it further, but you, but you, you go like, where do you want to take it? <laughs> exactly. So you went down this hallway over here. So I'm gonna follow you down this hallway. So when it came to when it came to your household and influences, how were your parents in terms of you making the decisions and were you a rebellion going from like high school into university, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, mistaken. I was. I went to miss. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, that was not, um, I, I, the influence was huge and I was not a rebel at all. Um, I was just doing what they told me to do mostly. Um, and it does, it sounds like much more restricted than it is. Like I still had hobbies and stuff and stuff that I did, but it was just like, I have to do well in school. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's how I will be liked by my parents. I, I literally, this is those were the thought processes but that is something they value so if i do well there um you know i will be filial <laughs> i will be loved by them i will be appreciated uh, valued i guess um so i did well in school i was always one of the best like for someone who hated school as much as i did it's a surprise that how good i was right mm -hmm. and um and that's also the thing like they were always people who like hate school but they were also really bad at it right you go there and people tell you you're not good enough for this so you develop was not my case I, I was I was really good the teachers loved me everyone loved me I had great friends everything was fine but just hated school because it was suppressing something that I could not like I couldn't let it out anywhere because I couldn't do that for my parents Right. my mother like my parents is a, I don't have dad is not in the picture uh, like me like me so, I got no yeah. shame <laughs> no no but like saying the word parents was just sounds weird like it was my mom um mm, me too. and yeah it's just like I wanted to be the person for her that she wanted me to be because gotcha. she was my mom I looked up to her she was the leading force um so I, like it really but, and obviously, when you're in this mindset, it is suppressed. You don't really know that this is what's happening. Like, if I knew, if I was outside, like, seeing myself doing these things, none of it for myself, <laughs> none of it for a purpose, none of it with a goal in mind, I think I would have stopped. But I didn't know that. Like, I was just doing what I was supposed to do and gone. And to the point where I went to university with no clue what I was doing there. <laughs> like, I had no idea what I wanted out of it. Mm -hmm. um, Two years in, I didn't know what I wanted out of it. And that's why I realized like, okay, this is not going anywhere. I, I don't have one job that comes to mind that I would love to do with, you know, my degree, with whatever, like pursue it any further. Um, and that was about the time where I decided, all right, I'm just going to finish this because university is expensive. My mother put money into this. I'm already like halfway through, uh, more than halfway. Um, so I'll do this and then that's it. No master's degree, no nothing. Like I'm done. I'm just going to go do my own thing. Like, and it took me like, I was 20, what, three? Like that's, that's how long it took me to get to this point. Wow. 
Yeah, and then I went to Korea. And <laughs> here we go. You didn't tell me last time while we were chatting. Did it? Ah. What the hell is going on here? Okay, so yeah, went to, I got some Korean. Shout out to my Korean friends out there. <laughs> shout out to my Korean friends. Oh, shout out to your Korean friends too. Shout yeah. out to the entire nation of Korea. Yes. <laughs> so you went to Korea. Talk to me. Was this like a trip ah. to explore? Yeah. No, no, it was... Um, I obviously decided like uni it doesn't matter that much like however it ends as long as I get that degree for <laughs> show um, I will I'll be fine um, but I had some like I actually finished all my classes I just had to write papers but I still had to be enrolled in uni right um, it's 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 weird how it works <laughs> like one semester you do the course and then the other semester you do um, you write the papers and do these kinds of things um, so for that one semester, I would have been enrolled in uni, but I wouldn't have to appear there. Like I wouldn't have to show up. And I just didn't want to be around the people that I was around at that time, like including my family and like all their pressure and all these things. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do an exchange semester. Wow. So I went to Korea. Okay, keep going. <laughs> doing an exchange, like, because I don't really care. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to do any classes. I, I still did them because otherwise I couldn't do the exchange. Um, had like within our point system way over like 24 points more than I needed to graduate, which is a lot because you get like four points for a whole semester. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, um, so it was just like, you know, I don't need any points, anything. I don't have to be here, but I can grab this chance because, you know, if you get um, um, scholarship and all that. It's my chance to go somewhere else and like just be away from them and see what I can do on my own. Um, so I went to Korea and discovered that I was good at a lot of things <laughs> um, that I previously didn't know. <laughs> That's crazy. And yeah, I also got really into into the idea of starting my own business and to you know doing my own thing. In Korea. Um, in I don't think it was Korea as a country. It was. Me being away from, yep, yep, from that, that box, systematic. right? Exactly, yep, exactly, yep. exactly. Like I love Korea and all that, but I don't think it. You no, know, I, I, nobody there. Like I didn't meet entrepreneurs and stuff like that. You know, I was just in uni anyway. Um, but yeah, that's like that's where it started the idea uh, of doing my own thing. And yeah, a couple of years later, here we are. <laughs> With a business. Okay. okay, so what were some of the things that, um, I don't know, that some, some of the talents, the uniqueness that you started figuring out that you didn't even know you had? What were some of those things? Um, weirdly enough, even though I studied English, <laughs> you I studied did not English realize. You Korea? Sorry, you studied English in Korea. Ah, no, I, I, oh, okay. I studied English here. Okay. But uh, you know that, like, I, that's, I didn't speak English before that and studied it in um, I did enroll there uh, with my English degree, but I took different classes. And that's also something that really helped. I took like, classes on media, I took classes on PR, uh, business stuff. Um, I just got so many different ideas because I didn't have to take an English, as I explained to you right now, I was done with my studies technically. I just got there because I was enrolled still. Um, so I took like all those different classes, which wouldn't count towards my degree because I don't need it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I was like, I had all the freedom to explore. I just had to take like two or so English uh, classes just for, you know, just to make it work, like this, to, to make the system be okay with me being there. 
Um, and yeah, so I've, a lot of those influences, like just hearing these different things, how business works, how that and that, how different companies achieve this and that. And even though I took an English, you know, I, I took English to study, like that was my degree, my major, I never realized how good I was at writing <laughs> until I started doing it for myself. Until I started, like I started a blog and stuff like that. It doesn't exist anymore, so I won't <laughs> But that was the thing. I was writing for myself. I started a blog about music and stuff. I just wanted to write about anything. And I was good. People liked it. People complimented me, like these kind of things. And before that, I was just writing the way they wanted me to write a um, paper, right? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> exactly. You have your thesis statement. You have your da-da-da, then first paragraph, second. And I was just, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I still like, cringe when I hear that, too. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, not, it's not like now I cringe, but there was just like, that's how you write. That's how you do it. And you, and you hate it, but you still do it. And I don't hate writing. It's like the most, it's my most natural thing. It's like the thing I love to do the most, <laughs> um, apparently, which I discovered later after, you know, uh, university sucked all my talents out of me. <laughs> Damn. No, it was like really, I, I was just like, it was just really um, discovering those, those things, like writing, then that I'm actually good in front of a camera. I started a YouTube channel in Korea as well. Like I started a lot of things. I was just like, like do it all, do it all, and you'll figure out what you're good at. And nobody knew me there, so I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't feel bad walking around with the camera. I didn't feel bad, you know, writing stuff and publishing it because I didn't know anyone. I went there all on my own and I did, you know, meet people, but that they met the new me, the me that I wanted to be, not the one that, you know, my family created and the school created. Um, and that helped as well, because if you then get appreciated for, you know, being yourself, the confidence grows, man. Well, absolutely. <laughs> If you put yourself out there and there's people who appreciate, which there always will be, like, you know, we're so scared of that, but there always will be like any version of you, someone will like, um, but you're best with, you know, being just yourself because then you don't have to pretend, <laughs> you know, and you'll be liked for that too. And that's something that I discovered there too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Korea was like, you know, it changed my life. <laughs> Man, that is just brilliant. Yeah, and you know what? You said something. University sucking my talents out of me. And you know what? I yeah. think there are a <laughs> lot of people. Because, man, I got a worldwide listening group. You know what I mean? Egypt, Libya, India. Um, I'm saying these countries, and of course China, I'm saying these just because, and respectfully, because they're actually put into a box too. And I think they have mm -hmm. that uniqueness within them that if they just get the opportunity to start thinking outside that box, they're going to be in that same situation as you, you know, just discovering who you truly are. You know what I mean? So, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> and, and that went from the blog, the YouTube channel, you being out there in Korea. Um, how about the cultural barrier aspect? Was there a, 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 you know, because you saying to yourself, okay, I don't necessarily have an image here. I don't have to people please or do this or do that because I'm no longer in Switzerland. I'm going to be the whoever the hell I am now. This is how great Thailand is for me because I'm like, okay, they put me in a box, whatever this box is called. But you know what? 
I could do and act and speak. If, uh, now, I'm not acting crazy just running around the streets naked. Yeah. No, no, I'm, you know, I'm of still. Of course I'm, I'm, <laughs> You I'm wouldn't do that at, at the U.S. either. <laughs> yeah, they shook my ass, you know that. And so, <laughs> you know, I'm within the lines and whatnot, but me being myself, Thailand has enabled me to do that. I was, a, yeah. I was just like you when you were in Switzerland. So how about Korea? Were there some things that you were like, damn, ooh, uh, you learned some things while you were out there? Um, honestly, the thing that was, that weirdly enough, uh, emancipated me a little bit or like helped me, um, how, how do you put it? Empowered me even more uh, was that just by the way I look, I'm already different. And, you know, Korea has like 3% or so foreigners, like Ooh. none, all, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even, <laughs> I mean, I was in a uh, university setting, so there were more foreigners there because a lot of exchange students, that kind of thing. Um, but even there, like huge minority, I already look different. People already look at me, so I got nothing to lose. Like, it was so empowering to be there in a position like where no matter what I do, I'm different. Mm. I might as well just, you know, do myself. Mm. And the other thing is, it's just like Korea for me still now feels more like home than here. And I go back every year. <laughs> like I was just like, I love Seoul so much. <laughs> it's such a beautiful place. And, and the culture, I just like the culture also was very empowering in the sense to work for yourself. Um, I feel like there was a lot of, I met a lot of people um, and like outside of this whole online business kind of setting but just people working on markets like really working hard the the students mindsets over there like just like you working 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 for yourself for something like putting in the work and um a lot of people told me like this one sentence that i still carry with me um and it's like effort is a friend that will never betray me and that was like that kind of mindset that they were in that a lot of people I met there, like Korean people I met were in. And I was just like, all right, like we have this thing. Like, oh, oh, I, I worked eight hours. I got to relax now. <laughs> this is Switzerland. Switzerland is really like, oh no, I, you know, take it slow. Let's sit down. I can't work more than, I don't know, 40 hours a week. Uh, I can't do this for myself. I don't have the time. I have a full-time job, you know, stuff like that. Like, People here are snowflakes. Like, this is the country of snowflakes, I tell you. And, <laughs> and like, Korea that. took that snowflake out of me. It melted ah. the snowflake. I became a puddle. I was just like, all right, if I want this, I got to put in the work. Like, these people do and these kind of things. Yeah. So that helped me as well. And, like, just the general culture. I just love everything about it. it was, it's so fun and loud and colorful and different. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> Um, yeah, I felt at home. I liked it. <laughs> That's crazy. And the people were very well, uh, very warm. And, you know, were they very helpful or they just do their own thing and you do your own thing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, it's a bit okay. Like that. And the thing is with Korea, uh, the culture is very, um, you know whom you know. And it's really hard to get to know other people. Um, yeah, it's it usually like your friend introduces you to a friend and, da, 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 and that's how you kind of get into this. But at the same time, it's also not a, you know, single person country. Like there's always couples around, like eating food, just the way food is. Like you have this 
big bowl in the middle and everyone is eating from like it's always a um like community is really strong but then also if you're alone it's really hard to get into it um so it, it was a bit weird but like for most i i liked the idea of being you know left uh, left alone when i wanted it to like if i go out on the street people are not going to talk to me no one's going to bother me um this is something like when i was in france that i experienced like i would never be able to live in france like, mm-hmm. I could not sit down without Why? someone coming and approaching me. Uh, like, I don't like, know what like, it was. Like, I was there for a week and it was horrible. Oh, damn! I, just, <laughs> I was, and it's not, no shame, you know, nothing, yeah, nothing no against French people French in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah no offense. I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone either. <laughs> but, but like, no offense there, but like, it was just not for me. Like, you know, when you're someone who, you, you just, it's, you know, it's not them. It's me not working out with them. It's like, I, I just want to sit down and eat. And there would be someone like, oh, you're alone. I'll join you. And I'm just, why? Jo- join you where? Come away. Jo- to eat with me. Just a guy. A I'm sorry, guy? I'm freaking out. Like, it makes me, it makes it's me. It's crazy. It's crazy. Where Usually it's I? a random guy. <laughs> okay, if you do that in any country, that is weird as hell. You do that in America. She's like, oh my God, stop. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, and then she's gonna make a YouTube channel about my story with my stalker. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, oh, I mean, maybe maybe I just had a really extreme experience. But, but I was there for like seven days, and it yeah, happened at least four to five times that someone just came up to me and told. And it's fine. Like usually, I, I, I imagine a lot of people would love that kind of thing. It would be like, oh my god, everyone here is so. But I don't. Like I, I like this. The coldness part that I experienced when I was in Korea that you know if I don't you know if I don't want to be talked to I won't be talked to if I just sit here on my own nobody's gonna join my table even if there's like six, six seats on the table and I'm alone they're gonna go to another table right um, but then again if I wanted to meet people it was a bit hard but their university helped because <laughs> there are already people there Oh, I just talked to because I'm in class. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Oh my God, what an experience, man. And I love it. I love it. And this is what this podcast is about. Like someone from Switzerland going to Korea and giving me an entire new perspective on an entire country. <laughs> because man, the things I've heard, like, you know, in terms of people going here, this and that. I mean, it's just not, un- it's not very welcoming. However, a lot of my Thai students, they, they have a tendency of going there. And every time I asked them, you students, hey, where have you been? Japan, Korea, where have you been? Japan, Korea, where have you been? Japan, yeah. <laughs> Korea. And I'm like, okay, guys, what is going on? Why do you keep going there? It must be something you really love about that place. So, yeah, yeah. So, just I, I just love, like, I love the vibe about it the most. And I don't know if it's every, you know, city there. I've, I've lived in Seoul. Um, but there's just this vibe. There's always, it's always alive. Like, you, no matter what time it is, I go out, I, I you know, I get my coffee at 4 a.m. That's all right. Like not here. If it's Sunday, if I go out, there's just going to be like literally nothing. I'm looking out of the window. There's not one person walking around on the streets. <laughs> That's just how it is. Like Sundays are dead over here. And like there I could go out on a Sunday and everything is open. Everything is fine. Like any other day all the time. And like this is just something that obviously that's not um, just Korea. That's not just Seoul. There's a lot of cities like that. 
Um, but it was one thing that really stuck to me, like to the extent where everything was open at all, at all times. And I could just, you know, be myself. Like, even my own inner clock, I could just be myself, right? Wow. Because here I have to, yeah, you know, if you don't wake up at eight and you're back home at six, like you're kind of missing out on, on the events that are happening between like nothing happens right. outside of those hours except like you know going out and clubbing and stuff like that but that's not me <laughs> <laughs> right 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 oh my god and, and that's why going back to a place like america or living like this is why i think it's amazing where a lot of people i know I have a lot of people out there that live in you know remote towns and you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, and if I live in a neighborhood, whereas there, I get excited when a car drives down the street, that is a very <laughs> sad, you know what I mean? Like, I've seen this in movies and it makes me cringe because, God damn, Arizona has a lot of that. And if we, like Arizona City, I'm like, what is this out here? This is, this is bad, man. And so now <laughs> here it's kind of in your face. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's the thing, like, it's bad for you, right? I can't imagine that a lot of people would love like it. it. Absolutely. Like, my grandma would love it. Like, n- never hear a car, no sirens, no, uh, I don't know, loud people drinking outside, stuff like that. They would love I would, I'd go crazy in that kind of setting. I like, I need the city. I need the buzz, right? Right. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay. The, what? <laughs> so the last thing I'm going to talk about here is yes. you had the ability to learn English very quickly. And mm-hmm. also Switzerland is an, is a concoction of so many different <laughs> languages. So I first want you to talk about what languages do you speak? And you, you're literally like 20 minutes from every border. And then not really. I'm just, <laughs> you know, it's just uh, almost. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, that, you're not that far off. <laughs> 27, Arsenio, 27. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and of course, how did you learn English so quick? Because I know Thai people who have been studying English for 18, 20, 30, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55 years. And they still speak at, uh, I mean, just a beginner to an elementary level. So yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I talked to you about this <laughs> in the... In the, 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 the podcast that never happened. Failed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started learning English at the age of around 12, 13, 14. I learned that. Um, and I started in school. So before that, I didn't speak a word of English. I mean, obviously, you said hello and these kinds of things and curse words. And <laughs> I learned the curse but, uh, words. <laughs> yes, of course. Everyone knows shit. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, I didn't know any English before. I couldn't like form sentences the way I do right now. Right. Um, so I started at school, and yeah, that's basically where I started to learn properly learning English. And I wasn't exposed to it in any other way. Like my family doesn't speak English. I don't have friends who's, who are from you know English countries or English speaking countries. Um, I it was not that, but what helped me the most, and we've talked about this in more detail, so you, if you want to go there, please ask, mm-hmm. um, was definitely the culture, um, pop culture influence that happened, that, that I was very, very into, that I was very absorbed with, and I um, was very into dancing and, you know, making music back then. I would still be into it, but, like, those talents were sucked out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that's something like if you do not dance for 20 years you will not then you know no. it's not like you know riding a bike so but those were the influences like pop culture um music especially these kinds of things that were in english originally so if i you know not everything was translated obviously shows on tv would be german dubbed um but if i wanted to watch something that is not on tv and especially when the internet came up and YouTube and these kind of things, I had to speak English. Like subtitles were also not a big deal back then. <laughs> like right now, how, you know, people sub every video on YouTube. That was not a thing a couple of years ago, right? When I was learning English. So if I didn't speak English, I didn't understand them. And so my desire to understand these kinds of things grew exponentially. Like the more I got absorbed into the pop culture, um, into culture in general, that just happens to be in English the more I wanted to learn it. And I think that willingness or like this, <laughs> the desperation to learn it was just so great that just happened really quickly. When you want to learn something um, or you see a huge purpose in learning it. And for me, that was a big deal. Like learning English was something that just had to happen for me because otherwise I wouldn't be able to participate in these kinds of things that were so close to my heart. Um, it was just, yeah, there was a huge, I, I saw the purpose behind le learning English more than French and other subjects that I never figured out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that. I think like the influence, of, the pop cultural influence on me personally um, was huge. And that's why, how it like really, really happened so fast. And in such a, I feel like, you know, on a high level, <laughs> I, right. I feel like I don't form any sentences that you would you know consider completely wrong or like why wow, this is a foreigner like she doesn't speak english at all. like if i write i write like someone whose you know first language is english um which is you know within 10 years it's a uh, it is a lot of time <laughs> 10 years is a lot of time to master a language right mm -hmm. but like right now it's much easier for me than even german than even any other of the other first languages, second, third languages that I learned before I started learning English. <laughs> so you surrounded yourself with English. It wasn't the academics in the school per se that helped you, no. correct? See, there it is. So I mean, guys, of course they it. helped. Of Whoa. course they helped. Like they, <laughs> they were there with like the grammar, <laughs> like the basics and all of that. They created the base for it, but I built up most of it, I feel, um, through engaging with it, through listening to you know native speak to pop culture these kind of things to wanting to understand it because like you, you also learn like very formal english in um school like you don't learn to speak the way we talk to each other right now like with slang and these kind of things to understand all of that like that's what you learn from culture that's what you learn from being out there speaking english to english speaking folks uh, but also just hearing it all the time like i you know and absorbing these kinds of like terms that you would never hear in in, in a school uh, setting um so of course like the, the feeling for english like this you know you have to have a like kind of grasp for language like it's something sure. that is not learning yeah like something that is not just here um that definitely didn't come from school like there was no such thing right. but they did create the base like the grammar and these kinds of things obviously that helped i wouldn't be like oh no school didn't do anything for my english because of course it did <laughs> yeah yeah 
Oh, wow. Okay, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. So yeah, of course, we've already went down that road. But you know what? I know a lot of people are probably interested in terms of, you know, you speaking very, very good English and English not being your mother tongue. So what is your mother tongue yeah. again? The first language I ever learned was Bosnian. Because right. we're from the, yeah, uh, my mother originally from Bosnia. Um, but then German right away. Like I, I, I still don't speak Bosnian perfectly because I was really <laughs> young <laughs> when I started learning it. And then as soon as I got in school and met friends and da -da -da in Switzerland, German became the, the, the first language. Like it's not the first, but it is my, I, I would say my mother tongue, um, mm -hmm. my first language, the one that I explored the longest and in a, in a you know, most sincere way. Right. Um, and yeah, then we started learning French. Uh, I started learning French we, because you have to do it in school. I was like, we started learning. Right. Um, because, um, you know, almost half of the country speaks French. And so it's mandatory in school. And what did I learn? I obviously learned Korean. And <laughs> I learned Chinese because I also, that's also something. <laughs> I, I, I did an internship in China because I didn't want to go back to Europe after Korea. Oh, my God. So, that could have been another one we could have dove into. I should have asked you about yeah. where else have you been? <laughs> no, no. But like that was a whole different like China is like I never learned Chinese properly. It was just like picking up everything because I lived in Beijing where no one else speaks English <laughs> except for it. Yeah, like literally nobody speaks English, um, especially not where I lived. Like obviously there's a foreigner areas uh, like a foreigner area, but then also other foreigner areas. Mm -hmm. um, but where I lived in a complex building and I was the only white person there and <laughs> no one spoke, you know, if I want to go to the shop and buy something or ask a question, ask for a bag or something like that, I would have to do it in Chinese because otherwise, and like it, I was there for three months and I could literally communicate with people. I couldn't reach it. <laughs> like, I still don't know what the, the signs mean. That's fine. Right. <laughs> but I could, talk right i could like form normal sentences ask for things ask for no formal um education there at all like not one lesson of chinese i was able to speak um i didn't pursue it any further sadly so it's all gone but my korean is still <laughs> there sort of <laughs> okay so say hello in bosnian hello <laughs> they say hello in <laughs> Hello, hello? Is that what they say in Bosnia? Yeah, I mean, if you want to say hello, hello, you can say zdravo, which is like okay. greetings. Zdravo. Okay, uh, German. Zdravo. Hello. Um, I always say hello in every language. It's so weird. Like, it's, <laughs> how are you? So weird. Okay, how uh, are you? Vigates. Vigates. Oh, Vigates. Okay, okay. All right. How are you in Bosnian? Uh, Kakosi. <laughs> how are you in Korean? They don't ask that. They don't, huh? They don't ask how you are. No, no, they, usually they would ask, like, you know, what's your name or, like, how old are you? So, Irumi Moeyo, it would be like, what's your name? <laughs> oh, my God. Annyeong. <laughs> that would be high in Korean. That's right. the one that is not hello, at least. <laughs> uh, what is it? Annyeong Haseyo is the long form. But, like, if we're friends, I would just say Annyeong. Annyeong. Annyeong, Annyeong. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. But to say Annyeong Haseyo if you just meet someone for the first time or if you go into a shop or stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is it? Como te le Como, ah, <laughs> ça va. 
<laughs> I got a little bit of French. I have a Thai yeah. student who actually speaks French. And I'm like, see, this is oh. why I, yeah, it's crazy. And so every time she comes in, I say, Como delevo? And she says, <laughs> But that's so that's so formal. Like I was just like, what is oh, really? asking me? <laughs> formal. What's the informal? Sava. Sava. Como sava? <laughs> yeah, sava is really like, yeah, sava. Oh. You say just sava and they so so bien. Okay. <laughs> Como estas? Yeah, because like um, what is it? Oh, yeah, Spanish. <laughs> yeah, we don't say tu eres, we just say eres. So, exactly. Eres muy bonita, right? We don't say that's, muy bonita. that's too formal. Exactly, and that's the same. That's the same in French. Like if you just speak to people like that, as as we um, established, French doesn't like French. French people don't have that many boundaries, right? Right. So it's uh, very informal usually on the street, and like most of the like French is such a slang language. Mm -hmm. that's that is the worst like that's the hardest for me when like French people come and speak to me and they use all that slang which I never learned because I learned it in um, school French that is and I never engaged with it much more outside of school so that's slang I don't understand and I'm just like I have no idea what you guys saying even though I do understand French I can't understand shit <laughs> right <laughs> that's horrible like that, and that's the thing like that shows like how school Language learning right. is like differs from learning it out there, like in the world, speaking to people, listening, engaging with the language. Otherwise, see what I mean? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, awesome! You know what, man? Thank you so much. Before you, before we go, especially yes. um, the, the with everything you've learned, going to Korea, going to China, what are three big yeah. takeaways you want the listeners to take away from this conversation? For all ESL learners out there, or just people right. who are will wanting to get the hell out of the box, we're gonna label this "Escape the Box." Escape the box. All right. Um, let me just like a language thing. The takeaway is: do engage with people who speak that language in any way you can. It doesn't have to be speaking to like if you're shy and introverted, it's fine. You can <laughs> you can watch films, you can read books, you can do other things. Like just you know, um, that is the fastest way to learning a language. Out of the box, like yes, just stop worrying what other people think of you. You're not living their life. You're living your own life. Like really. If you will never be happy living for someone else and you will never be liked by anyone, uh, by everyone, mm. you know, if you try, like this is not going to happen. Just, you might as well just be you and there will be, I promise there will be people who love you the way you are and you will be happy. They will be happy. You, you will find someone who is like, you know, actually in your lane and not just liking you for something you're putting out there that's not you um so that's really escaping the box and like really don't let anyone not your parents not uni tell you what you're gonna do in life because man we only get one as far as i know like i've never met someone who like proved to me that we're gonna get a second life or so right you gotta do what you gotta do about it right mm -hmm. you have to live it for yourself you have to make yourself happy first and everything else comes second and nobody else should be you know, in a position to dictate how you live your life. No matter how crazy your ideas are, go for them. You can't lose. I mean, you can't lose in life. Like, that's the thing. If you can fail in school, but you can't fail in life. Mm. We talked about that in the other podcast. Yeah, 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 we did too. That was a really good one to talk about, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. By the way, um, 
those, I think those were three takeaways. But I have a question. Like, what was the mindset shift that I helped you with? <laughs> I still oh, haven't yeah, figured that course. out. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, the limited belief was I always thought about what other people were probably thinking of me through their uh, facial expressions. So by seeing someone's face, I automatically assume she gave me a dirty look, therefore she's a racist. <laughs> Rather than saying to myself, maybe it's my inner self that's reflecting that facial expression and that's how she's emanating that look towards me, you know? And so when you said that, I still remember there was like a jolt within my soul. You were like, so many people give a damn about what other people might be thinking about them. Now, Jason Silva said this three years ago and it hit me. But when you said it, it was a re reaffirming and it, boom. And it was like, just, I don't, it was like a bullseye. You know what I mean? And I said, oh my God, I think I understand this now. And for the next yeah. two to three weeks until I went into, you know, the little thing again, then I snapped out of it. I could snap out of it real quickly. Because things, the, the triggers are kind of like seeing Andre the Giant look alike, a, just, just a, de, a deformed human being, no offense, but walking with this beautiful Thai girl. And I'm like, ah, I get all angry, you know what I mean? <laughs> I get super saying like, I'm more handsome, you know what I mean? And so that was one of the ultimate limited beliefs that I had created because the environment um, that I was in and what I was reflecting, inner, like in the inside, outward, you know? So, um, yeah, when you said that, I understood a hell of a lot more. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's one thing that everyone has, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, people never think about you as much as you think that they think about you. Boom. And that's it right there. But it's just that's like, we all think about ourselves first. That's just how it is. And it's not selfish. It's normal. <laughs> right. The world happens around me, not around you for me, you know? Exactly. Exactly. You see what I mean? So that, that right yeah. there. That makes me so happy to hear that you, that like it reached you in a way, in that way. <laughs> and that was a short podcast too, but with both, uh, <laughs> what is it? And uh, what, what was that? Like a week later, we finally got the premium and whatnot. But uh, yeah, we're going to have to bring you back on it again for everyone out there. Because <laughs> have some really awesome videos on uh, Instagram and you have some Instagram TV. If people who are interested and what you got going on and everything that you have and whatnot, how can they get in touch with you? And I'll be sure to put all the links in the description on YouTube, podcast, WordPress, all that good stuff. I, I make it very simple for everyone. Just go on Instagram. If you want to find me anywhere else, there's the link in the bio and I have all the links, like all the other links are in there where you can find me, my website, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, but just, it's the easiest to go on Instagram since we all have that app anyway. And you just type my name. It's my full name. I don't know if you're going to write it out somewhere. <laughs> right. But um, just go there. And from there, you can take like, that's where I am the most as well. So if you want to write me directly, uh, DM is the fastest way to me. And other than that, all the links are there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Man, Chamka, thank you so much. We have finally done it. And you know what? This was a power 50 minute one. Um, and I love it because we actually talk about some really, really interesting things, especially escape in the box. And I think that was probably yeah. the most pivotal for everyone out there in the, what, 50 plus countries that listen to this podcast. So, champ. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. You know, you know what I mean? I just, I found yeah. a niche market and I said, you know what? Because my YouTube is kind of big, like one video on YouTube was like 11,000 views. 
And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should make an ESL podcast. And I know people aren't going to do it like me. So let me, let me create it. And just like that, Japan, China, Taiwan, the Asian countries came on. And then it started expanding to Africa, <laughs> like Mozambique and Principe and Sao Tome. Then it went to Europe, which Fran, uh, France, That's Spain. That's so amazing. It's crazy. And America, which is funny. But Brazil, <laughs> Brazil's the number one. So big thank you. Oh, wow. I know, man. Shout out to stuff. Brazil. Yeah, shout out to Brazil. Shout out to everyone <laughs> who listens to this. And guys, if you find this of value, make sure that you share it with anyone. Please uh, leave a review on the iTunes or whatever platform you listen to me on because it's on a, a ridiculous amount of platforms that i third parties and stuff which is great and again <laughs> man if you guys are interested in champka you make sure you go over there and uh share any messages with her ask her anything and again champka thank you so so much no worries thank you for having me you're very welcome and guys with that being said have a wonderful morning afternoon and evening i'm your crazy host arsenio stay tuned for more more speakers are coming over and out